Mike check one two one two. What it do? What it is? What it ain't? What it's gonna be? Mm-hmm. It's another episode of Jazzy and Facts mm-hmm. on Wax. Hey, now. We got a special guest in the studio with us. Pretty boy Tank. DJ Pretty hey. boy Tank. DJ Pretty boy Tank, ladies and gentlemen. Man, you know it feels very good. What's to be going here. on, Tank? I am high as hell right now. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you that. Know, I'm just living, man. You looking Cal. good, though. Man. You looking good. Like, you don't look high. You don't look high. That, you know what I'm saying? You know, because my high look is my normal look. That's okay. like 95% of the time. Now we know. Me? Yeah. Now For we you know. dogs carrying brothers in the room, this is how light-skinned brothers conversate. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Converse, I should wow. say. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Stay conversate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show, show that degree. Show that degree. Show that degree. Show that degree. <laughs> We're not going to go there. You know, yeah. it's funny because <laughs> you're my co-host with this podcast, and you're the co-host on the radio. So it's it's actually pretty funny to have you two together. Yeah, good. And you know, we talked this. You no, know, Jazz talk. ain't got a lot of friends. <laughs> I, I don't notice that. Yeah, oh, wow. We are only friends. I got I plenty of like, friends. I just work time. a lot. Like, she's a real loner. Like, I be seeing her eyes. She be like, hey, Tank, how you yeah. doing? Yeah. I'm like, just who nice. you here with? Somebody, but I never see that somebody. <laughs> you never, never see that somebody. Never. Somebody tucked away. I got away. plenty of friends. You have no friends. We're your only friends. I have plenty of friends. Well, thank Anyways, God. Thank God you have your friends. Me. The podcast is not about DJ Jazz T today. It's about, about Tank. DJ okay. Pretty Boy Tank. Look at She's good. She's good. I like how you try to throw it You see that? She's good. I like that. She's really good. It's the art. All right, now. See, I had the demand of quietness. All right, man. Let's get to it. All right, DJ Pretty Boy Tank. So you've been DJing for how long? Let my parents tell me I'm a damn life. When I was in my walker, like my mama, she loved telling this damn story. When he was in his walker, he used to go up to the record player and play, um, like, you know, it was vinyl, mm-hmm. of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. I used to play, uh, I think she said, Lisa, Lisa, I'll cry it out. Y'all got to Google wow. that. Okay. I don't know nothing about, 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 okay. about that. But, like, if you ever meet my mama, she's going to tell you that story. So, I got to say, all my life. You know, I like music all my life. So, mm-hmm. of course. And then I used to be in my room, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, acting like I was DJing or doing a little elementary school parties right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. so, you fucked up a lot of records then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah. That's okay. I got a lot of, I got I, I do slick have a fucked up records collection. Just yeah. because they fucked up, but it's vinyl, so I can't yeah. get rid of it. So, you, you came for the vinyl days? Yeah, yeah. So were you ever carrying crates like those days? Or? I ain't never carried no crates. Okay. Like, never. I carried speakers. Like, big, I ain't talking about no, you know what I'm saying, no 15-inch, like, no regular speakers, no 15-inch stacked on top of 15-inch, like yeah. speakers that come up to your shoulder. Big-ass speakers. Yeah. Yeah, and all that house parties, everything. Born and raised in Atlanta? Born and raised, of course. Grady, baby. Seven flow. Hey. Yeah, Seven flow. He know we... Every oh, 16, 19, 25, 14 a.m. Hey, no. Yeah. Hey. Atlanta person right here now. Yeah. Talk that shit. What part of Atlanta did you grow up in? Um, You know, a lot of people like to say this, but I really did grow up all over. I grew up, um like, going to school, you know, on the east side in Stone Mountain or whatever, but... No weekends, go kick with Mon Dukes. Mon Dukes stayed on Glenwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marble Road, Lithonia. Something everywhere, man. I love it, Decatur. Like, so. so, wait, wait. Did y'all know each other in high school? We know each other when I went to college, and then yeah. I came back in. Okay. Because he I said Lithonia, so I knew you was like you was moving and back and forth. And yeah, I was like, moving and going, but like, I knew of each yeah, We knew like, of each other. Yeah, we knew of each other. Like, our yeah. circles, like, okay. intertwined. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to okay. call it like that. 
And that's how I feel like when I moved out here to Atlanta, I think if you know like one person, like if I know you, like I know her. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like a mm-hmm. circle within a circle within a circle. Yeah. So that's that's super dope. Growing up out here, like what DJs inspired you or you know what I'm saying, made you want to become a, what made you want to become a DJ? Let's start with that. And what DJs inspired you after that? I tell people all the time, like, I'm weird, bro. Like, I, I be like, I ain't from Earth because I, I always like music. Like, yeah. I, I always like, I used to be in my room, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, playing with CDs. Right, like, right, right. I think I was like in the third or fourth grade. My first CD was The Brett Funkify. <laughs> It's a classic right. CD. And that's, that's letting y'all great. know how old I am. Yeah, but like, you know, my dad, like my parents, they always used to buy me like explicit CDs. Like they ain't had no problem with me, you know what I'm saying, doing it because I wasn't doing nothing bad. But right. it was just one of them things that I just always just liked doing or whatever. Like right, right. it just always been in me. I ain't even finished your question. I'm tripping. Okay. But uh be high right now. Don't yeah. worry about I'm it. I'm high. <laughs> I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. Look, I, I was sitting there thinking. I was going to let you slide. I was, sitting, like, <laughs> I was sitting there thinking like, damn, what was the, what was the question? But nah, um, shit. The DJ, DJ, yeah. DJ Hershey. Hershey. Shout out to Hershey. Um, you got to get Hershey up here. Scream. Yes, sir. Of course. Monte. Um, Monte, legendary. DJ Will used to be with BME or whatever. He still DJ at the Blue Flame Day Shift. But um, me and my dad, when I was like 13 or 14, I used to do like clean buildings with him or whatever. So mm-hmm. when we used to be on the way home, it used to be 9 o'clock. Yeah. Everybody know like 9 o'clock is like a famous mix show hour. Okay. I'm talking about I'm 13, 14, like listening to the mix show, like listening to what they playing. Like right, right, right. From recording Greg Street on the radio with tape right. players because he playing Pastor Troy, Shout no more playing Street. GA. Like, yeah. just old stuff like that. But like um, DJ Smurf, Mr. College Park. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Just, it just, Smurf legendary. It just red. And I'm going to drop a name that a lot of people don't drop. And uh, it's King Edward J. Wow. And if you don't know who King Edward J is, he like an Atlanta mixtape legend. Like, mm-hmm. That's why I really learned how to know what I'm saying, like talk. Cause Edward J was like, he'd rap, but he'd be talking on mixtapes. Right. So I used to listen to him. And then, you know, of course, the screams, the dramas, and jellies. Uh, MC Assault, too. I forgot about him. I got a whole bunch like, of Do you like, I, I'm gonna ask you this because I, I found myself like getting to the age and I'm getting older now. Like, when I see, when I see certain people that has inspired me growing mm-hmm. up, like I walk up to them and I tell them. Mm-hmm. And I see their reaction, right? I remember telling DJ Paul this and, uh, I was in L.A., and it was so random and running to DJ Paul. And I'm from Memphis, so yeah. understanding the sound that come out of Memphis, right? right? So when you talk about crunk music, you talk about all that back in the day, DJ Paul and Three Six Mafia mm-hmm. and Player Fly and all those guys, like, were the forefathers of that sound. So when I saw Paul, and I was like, man, just had that in that conversation with him. And yeah. I could just see his eyes like, yo, like, thank you. Like, finally, like, I'm getting the respect I deserve. Yeah. Do you ever come up to... The DJs nowadays, when you run into uh, Hershey or Greg Street, and you know those guys, do you do you let them know that? Definitely, all the time. Even though I don't know, what I'm saying build a relationship with them, I right. still like every time I see them, like you know the saying, give people their roses while they here. Like Absolutely. I still tell them all the time. Matter of fact, I was in Nashville with a uh, bankroll. Yeah, and we was in the studio with uh, DJ Squeaky. I told Squeaky, wow. like, bro, like. I grew Squeaky. up listening to you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, from the time ski mad days to, yeah, like, yeah. like, bro, I grew up, and I'm in the studio with you. Like, that was hard to me. Right. And then, like, even uh, Manny Fresh. Absolutely. Like, did a part of Manny Fresh. Like, bro, like, 
I grew up listening to you, now I'm doing a party with you. Like, even Scream to this day, like, bro, like, thank you. Thank you. So you let's take it back a little bit um, because when I remember coming from college and not even college in high school, you were DJing, like, all of the high school parties. Mm-hmm. How did you become that DJ? It was just, I had, like, a, I ain't going to say a lot of friends, but a lot of people knew me. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I was in high school, I used to know what I'm saying, like, throw parties. Or, like, I just used to go to other people's parties and take over the music, basically. I'm like, oh, I don't like what they're playing, though. They used to amp me up, Tank, go DJ, Tank, go DJ. And, like, I always had the name Pretty Boy Tank in high school, mm-hmm. but I was making CDs and stuff like so that. So that. that was your nickname. Yeah, so that Pretty was Boy a, Tank was just the nickname. Yeah, it was a nickname. And you just added DJ I just on just added the <laughs> DJ, yeah. Because, like, um, that's hard. When I came out with the DJ name, that's when, like, CD burners and all that first came out. Right, so right. My classmates used to give me a list, like, what songs, you know what I'm saying, they wanted. I used to take the list home on the weekends, burn the CD, and come back to school with them. What so, was you using? Kaiser? LimeWire? Napster. <laughs> Napster. Napster. <laughs> good Napster. Yeah, good Napster. What was your first equipment? Man, listen. <laughs> it's funny you That's like every, it. Listen, everybody laughs when I when we <laughs> ask that question. Like, because I told this story that I did career day. Shout out Stormont High School. But first equipment was a CD Walkman. Wow, CD Walkman and a Carousel five disc changer. I didn't have a mixer. I didn't have none of that. I had buttons. I you know what I'm saying. I think I I used to hook one up to like. Um, of course, CD, right, in, right, 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 and then hook another one up to like so auxiliary that. or something, right? <laughs> and I used to just push buttons back and forth, talk in between songs or something. That's crazy, and just go back and forth. And this all like in my mama little basement, yeah. Like, and so it just became like, oh yeah, we going to tank party, like. So it just elevated from me, you know what I'm saying? Leaving Alabama State, I came back doing the same thing, high school parties, house parties, and then it just went from. No, the 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 so warehouse us, type parties to the colleges. So take us to Alabama State. So like mm-hmm. from Atlanta, you're doing the high school parties, right? Mm-hmm. And Stone Mountain, yeah, Stone right? Mountain, and then east side, all that, all that, the East Side, all that. So you go from the East Side mm-hmm. to Alabama State. Culture shock. Culture shock. Man, listen, I love Alabama State because it made me who I am. Even though I went there for nothing but a semester. Okay. And even after the semester I left, I still continued to go down there because, like, you know. I started building people. Like, one of my first gigs, I got booked back down uh, to DJ in Montgomery. Mm. They made me who I am. Like, I don't, I ain't really like Alabama State. Montgomery one for me, it was too slow. Was it was it your first time going outside of Atlanta? Like, was it? No, nah, it was just my first time really just experiencing Alabama for real. For okay. real. It was like, okay. you know, I'm, okay. I'm coming so from. So was it races? Was it what type of experience did you have? Slow. It was just too slow for me. You mm-hmm. got to think, like. <laughs> you come from Atlanta. Yeah, I'm coming from Atlanta. I'm coming from the middle of the crunk area. Like, mm-hmm. everything, something going on every weekend. Buckhead still popping, all that. Then you take me out of this and put me in Montgomery, Alabama, where Ain't nothing to do but really just drink a dollar bill or whatever, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the club got yeah, going yeah. on. It wasn't for me. And then my passion for music started growing because um, it was a local artist in my neighborhood I was helping. Shout out to Doja Smoke. I was just ripping him, and he had something going on. He had a um, deal with Shouty Red, yeah. the producer right, or whatnot. Right. And me coming home every weekend and just instead of staying in Alabama, it was like, nah, I got to get back to Atlanta because – you got to think, like, I'm seeing, I'm from the east side, I'm seeing little Scrappy, Trivia, Crime Mob, all of them going, going up at, crazy. The, at the same time. It's like, 
Wow, nah, I can't be down here. It's, it's moving too slow. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the gun. So, I got so the grades the and everything was good though in college. So it, you left because you wanted to leave. <laughs> Hold on, I need to understand why you you left school because yeah, you wanted I, to leave, or you just left because like I didn't get back home and touch. I gotta touch this shit because this shit going crazy. Man, listen, I went down for orientation during the summer. Okay. Like my, I had cousins, I had um no previous people who went to school with me who went down there. So I was slick hyped to go down there. Right. I went down there for orientation. Like, nah, this ain't for me. So my mama mad at me, daddy mad at me. Daddy was like, I don't even know why you going down there. You wasting my damn money. You just gonna <laughs> go for a semester. Yeah. Cause they already knew what I was gonna do. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna give it a try just mm-hmm. to say I went and did it. Yeah. I'm talking about I had a uh scholarship to DeVry and everything. So right. I turned that shit down. I wanted to go to school. And you chose to do music. Chose to do music. I'm glad I did. So how did you hook up with FLY? Um, we all grew up um with each other. Like all of us went to Stonemont High School. And with me being the oldest, that goes back to like when I left Alabama State. Like they still in school. Mm-hmm. Me and uh Michael and V, we were a part of a group called Die Hard. Like I used to rap or whatever. That's back when there was a lot of like teen parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like, something to do for the teenagers. We built a relationship off of that. At first I was trying to be their manager, but I was like, No, nah, I don't wanna be their manager. I, I wanna rap. I wanna try something different. Yeah. But um at the same time why we had like, you know what I'm saying, little high school hits or whatnot. But I'm doing the parties too, like the um the team parties or whatever. So we built off that and then like I started DJing for um Showstoppers, uh yeah. Rico was yeah. going crazy. But then like, you know, these like my brothers. Like I can call I can go over their mom's house and all that. Like we still got a relationship. Swag surfing come along, um, and then the rest is history. Man, I Swag service, stop right there. No, you stop gotta right stop there. Right there. Stop <laughs> like right he there. said, he trying to say swag service like it's just a regular yeah, just, thing. Like, listen, swag. The fact that swag surfing is probably the most played song weekly is like legendary. Still, it's you see what Beyonce songs. did at Coachella. He had to um, throw the plug in for Beyonce. I had to, just in case if title want to sponsor. But no, for real though. Uh, <laughs> but swag surfing. So, how did swag surfing come about, and what was your role with swag surfing? I was DJing like for SOD Money Gang at the time, um, Showstoppers, and um, I'm still cool. Like I'm doing Wasted Wednesdays on the mm-hmm. East Side um, at Eight Legendary East. Party. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing that, but at the same time, like I say, this is my family. So you know, we still in contact. They coming to Wasted Wednesdays themselves. Right, right, right. But they were rapping. Yeah, they were FLYDN and Fast Life Youngsters. I think they had a song first called. They had like two or three songs before Swag Surf. One of them was called Mr. Lennox. And they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they, were, they were working with uh, KU on the track, and I knew KU on the track from you know what I'm saying because Young LA hot at the time, yeah. so I'm they like, going crazy, he going crazy, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, then I linked up with K, like maybe we can you know what I'm saying do something. So me and uh, Michael or uh, McFly, as I like to say, he pull up to my house the day after they make Swag Surfing. I'm like, yo, man, I got this song, we we'll do, we'll do it, play the song. I'm like, oh yeah, that's hard, that's hard. Like I need to get it mixed, but that's hard. I think that was like a a Tuesday. The next day is Wasted Wednesday. And the way I did Swag Surfing, like at the time, Young LA 36 O was my favorite song. Yeah. K on the track oh, made the 36. beat. <laughs> so, like, when I hear a new song, automatically, like, me being a DJ, I think, like, what song can I mix that with? Like, you can mm-hmm. make a song today, and I'd be like, okay, what song could I, you know what I'm saying, mix that song with? Right, so right, right, right. Me playing the DJ role, I'm hearing the song, like, oh, yeah, this will go hard at 36 O's because. 
the swag surfing dance itself, it was already, you know what I'm saying? They was doing it at 36 old. They was so wait, so they were doing like when they came over the song, they had the dance in mind with the, the song. They not FL widen themselves, but like, you know, just like it was like on a hood type dance. Like people on the south side were doing it, people on the east side were doing it, but was it, already doing the dance. Yeah, but it didn't have a name. It was just Wow. It was slick called the surf or whatever. But I ain't know that that's crazy. Yeah, but um they would do it to like, you know, 36 O's, like yeah. K on a track type beats. So when they make swag surfing, I'm like, that's the first thing that come to mind. Like, I can mix this song with that song. Like, oh yeah, that's hard. First week, you know, a couple people doing it. Second week get stronger you know third week is really like a wave you just keep building and building by that time summer over with i waste the wednesday crowd is like college students right everybody start going back um follow tw- 2008 and it just spread like wildfire it went crazy i came yeah. back home pulled up on take it wasted wednesday i saw it i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah. this is in the sweating this is what, year, what year was that what year was it oh wait y'all remember yeah the year i'm referring to is 08 but when she pulled back up it was the following summer 2009 mm-hmm. so yeah then it was the was number crazy. one college song the and number one club song the number one like radio was playing it was going crazy so you can't like it's certain songs that you can't avoid like swag surfing back that ass up it's certain songs that I played like traveling around the world, and it's like, oh, if I drop this, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's I'm, there. Like, yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. This shit's gonna go crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Y'all made it, y'all definitely made a stamp on on, on this shit, bro. And the crazy so. thing about it, like, I still to this day be like, damn, like, I never would have thought, like, it'd be that big, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was really like a way, cause, like, it didn't die down, but it was kind of like low. But then all of a sudden, the past couple of years, it just don't start like going back Rising up, up like it's a brand new song. Yeah. How did you feel when Beyonce started doing it? Man, I slick cried. Like I was in the studio with Spins, and like it's like a studio full of eight grown men, but <laughs> yeah. it's Beyonce at Coachella. Nah, we not missing it. We musicians, like we, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. appreciate her art. Yeah, she did it on Drunk and Love. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm start recording. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about next thing I know, I get on Instagram, just everybody just add me. I'm like, man, that's hard. Like, shout out to B. So during this time that you, you know, at this point in Atlanta, you're like one of the number one mentioned DJs in Atlanta, like Pretty Boy Tank, Pretty Boy Tank. I remember being on Twitter and you had this thing called Media Tank Out. <laughs> when I tell you Tank used to talk the most shit about whoever what it was called media media tank (laughs) out yeah yeah yeah. like so what made you really just because a lot of djs i feel like don't talk you know or don't talk shit don't like have that like listen you know y'all need to hear this or that shit whack i ain't playing that shit what made you especially at that time be so vocal and not really just care about what other people are saying just pretty much talk to your shit as a dj because people i feel like people think expect djs to just not say nothing First off, I'm an Aries, so if you know anything about Aries, we outspoken. Like, I'm a true Aries, and that's just always been a part of my personality. It ain't got nothing to do with no DJing or anything mm-hmm. like right, that. Like, right. I don't like anything flaw. Like, if I sense some flaw shit, or if I sense anything, like, I'm going to tell you, like, hey, like, I don't like it. So, with it even, know what I'm saying, comes more common in music because people need to hear even more in music because it's like, it's... I feel like everything oversaturated. And at the time, it was kind of like getting to that point where, like, you could feel it, like, really, like, okay, everybody trying to rap. And some people, you know what I'm saying, just need to be taught about themselves. And <laughs> I just can't and help media it. takeout. You and got caught on media takeout. That, that, that's, it what, was real. that's what the purpose of media takeout was for, you know, 
what was the name of it? I had a um a segment called um what was it called? Get a job, get a job, or uh, keep rapping, or something like that. Yeah. And basically, people used to send me their song, and I play it on the live you stream. You get a job. If yeah. the shit whack, get a job. Get a job, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real. Oh, he's hard. Yeah. yeah but you get you get free consultation from me, <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, like yeah. yeah. But yeah, get a job. Hey um, man, keep rapping. What was probably some of your dopest moments you had just during that time? Not even getting to your later years, just from that period, from, I guess, the high school parties to now you're with FLY, what were some of, like, the biggest moments you had? I remember right before I, you know what I'm saying, like, started being on the road with FLY, Soldier Boy brought me up to Memphis, and they did, we did Crunk Fest. Ooh, wait, you talking about Crunk Fest in Memphis? <laughs> and that was the first time, like, I seen, like. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, you like the jungle now? I seen Memphis, 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 like, Memphis, right there. This 2008, I'm talking about. I seen home walking down the street with a Jerry curl with the uh <laughs> with the uh, shower cap the on. Whole I'm kit. Like, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm yes, like, sir. All right, okay, cool. This this, this Memphis, Memphis, for real, for real. From that to know what I'm saying. And you always had a strong love for Memphis, which I've always. We've yeah, always like, had that cool, like, okay, see, you know what, you know what's going on see, when it like, comes to Memphis. People don't know, music. like, people really from the east side of Atlanta, like, we real Memphis fan. Like, I agree. We real, real drop Memphis some names fan. for Memphis. Like, Who we listening to from Memphis? Man, to that day, I'm talking about, I was listening to, you know, I got to listen to Fly. Yes, sir. Got to listen to Fly. I tell, Memphis. I tell people, uh, Fly, in my greatest of all time, like, yes, you know, my top five. I mm-hmm. love Fly. Um, Fly, Gangsta Black, of course, 3 Ooh. 6, Project Pack. I used to listen to Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright. Tom Ski, Kingpin, Skinny Pimp. Skinny. Uh, of course, Boo. And I ain't gonna lie, Gangsta Boo, one of my homies now. So that shit so hard it's, that I grew up listening to. Isn't it crazy, though? Like, it's, yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I felt when I was talking to. Paul, yeah. like so at the time you remember now this is no because i'm trying to figure out how you feel because you understand and you and we all the same age like when when Lil john said he was the king of crump mm-hmm. i think in memphis we felt, felt some type of way yeah because, I, and we didn't say that, nothing because we admired atlanta so mm-hmm. much so yeah. we just kind of just let it slide we cousins. We could. We just, yeah we just kind of cousins and we from the south we already struggling mm-hmm. battling with the north mm-hmm. and the west coast so it's like we just kind of let certain things slide and i think that was one of the things that we let slide mm-hmm. and i think the sound of memphis is coming back around you got tay keith and d mac and all these young artists that's mm-hmm. going crazy right now that's taken from three six style and that yeah. was the part of the conversation we had yeah you know what i'm saying how did you feel when you heard Lil john say he was the king of crunk and knowing in memphis if you play the three six mafia song go crazy. if you gonna if you gonna play certain songs in three six mafia tear the club up they were literally going to tear the club up exactly and I'm I'm gonna say this, and I think it's only really one reason that Lil John called himself King of Crunk is because people start using the quote unquote King title. You got to remember, this is the same time Ti calling himself the King, King of the South, South. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Lil John felt some type of way, or you know what I'm saying, he just wanted to be the like quote unquote right. King. Mm-hmm. Now Lil John went crazy. Now I'm not trying. Yeah, no, nah, we're I'm not just telling you how him. we feel. Yeah, nah, and, and Lil John is Lil John's a DJ. That's yeah. the one. So Lil John know his history. Like it's yeah. not a matter of. You got a young nigga coming up. LeJohn know his history, a DJ. He from the source. And uh, he made some legendary songs. And he's mm-hmm. a legendary artist to this day. Still traveling the world doing his thing. But I think at that time for us, I think when he made that statement, 
it's like, nah, crunk shit, like. Memphis started. Yeah, Atlanta yeah, was shit. known for booty mixing. Like, yeah. niggas from Atlanta, the dope boys and all the niggas I looked up to, they went to Atlanta for the freak nick. Yeah. Facts. They used to come back home. I'm a young nigga. Yeah. They showing us pictures, and we weren't supposed to be looking at that. Yeah, this was like, going my uncles and cousins, they showing us pictures, like, oh, this is what we was doing. This is, yeah. It's like, oh, shit, that's what's going on in Atlanta. Like, it's a it's a whole nother, it's a different thing. Yeah, right. Then and in Memphis, shit. it was just. Nigga, fight, nigga. fight. I bet you like, won't hit a motherfucker. All right. Yeah, when I, I bet you won't. Right. Yeah. When I first kind of came here, skating ring music was huge. Like skating ring, period. Like, do you remember those like times in the skating ring? And what was your favorite skating ring to go to in Atlanta? For um, me, it's Golden Glide. Shout hands out down. to Golden Glide. You got to shout out to Golden Glide. <laughs> Eastside, man. But you know, as I got older, I started appreciating Cascade. Okay. All American skating ring. I got to shout. See, I don't them know out. though. So why? Like, what's the difference? I I've never been. To, I've been to Cascade like once maybe, but I haven't been to Golden Glide or Cascade. The atmosphere in the skating ring is like the music number one. Mm-hmm. The vibes. So when the you people. say the music, hold on. I'm I, now you're talking to somebody that don't know. So mm-hmm. when you say the music, is it like the strip clubs where they playing exclusive shit you never heard? And it's like damn, this shit going crazy. What is this? All of that. Yeah. The exclusive. Okay. The newest songs, the most requested songs, and family songs, stuff that you, you know what I'm saying, you play on Saturday mornings, cleaning up. It's just mm-hmm. that feel-good music, and it was always, and it still is always a vibe. It's a, It was part of the culture, I feel like, growing up in Atlanta. Skating exactly. Decatur, remember Decatur Family? It's Decatur Family Skating still. It's closed down. Yeah. So it was just one of those, it was, a, at Decatur Family Skating they they also had a teen club built inside of it wow. so you know if you ain't want to skate you you, and it went down in the club you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. like a teen club so it was just one of them outlets for teens in atlanta just to kind of get away Let's and go. stay out yeah. of trouble and shit but yeah shout out to, um yeah decatur family skate too i started a lot of fights shootout <laughs> you started playing the wrong shit <laughs> i mean it depends on how you looked at it it might have been right yeah. or wrong right but, right yeah, right man shout out to decatur family skate Right. Uh, I want to get back to your question too, okay. though. But um, it was like um, I had another big moment with FLY. We did the 2009 ESPYS. I'm That's talking. Dope. About, I seen some everybody from Kareem to LeBron to I seen Snoop and Warren G in the cut smoking a blunt like in the cut. I seen Derek Jeter like it was just so many athletes. That right. I'm like, wow, like you in the sports. So yeah. when you talk about the Hawks, right? Mm-hmm. I've been living here, what, six years now? So when you talk about the Hawks, I hear a lot of people that's from Atlanta say that they kind of fell out of love uh, with the Hawks when mm. they traded Dominique. Dominique. That hurt. He just called me. That's crazy that he said it before I mean, he even finished that. it. That was, we all, that's I mean, like, like the number one really thing like that it hurt. Y'all stopped fucking with the Hawks for real after they traded Dominique. I mean, not I as a whole, but it was like, damn, bro, like, they trade Dominique. Can't yeah. trade Dominique. You can't trade Neek. Yeah. That's our he, superstar. He was right. our superstar. Yeah, yeah. He, and he from Georgia, so it's like, I ain't like. Then, but at the same time, the Braves get rid of Deion Sanders, I think, a year before that. So right. it's like, Oh, y'all doing this back there. Falcons and whole Vic down. So, it's just, Atlanta is known for doing some fucked up shit to their star players. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I'm surprised Julio still hanging on there. So, you know what what tripped me out the other day? So, I noticed, so they changed the name of the arenas. Mm. So, it's Phillips. Like, it's State State Farm. Farm. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think it hit me, like, maybe sometime last year. I'm, like, walking, I'm, like, 
what the fuck going on? They didn't change the state form, the Phillips, mm-hmm. and and I understand there's money involved. Mm-hmm. I understand all this shit. Yeah. So when you dig deeper to, and it, from the in, from the music industry to just entertainment across the board, sports mm-hmm. and whatever, it's all a business. Yeah, that's how you gotta look at it. But like certain stuff is like. Bro, but at the same time, let me put it out there for somebody to be like, "Oh, you, you're not really a Hawks fan. I am a Lakers fan." Ooh, wee! I'm gonna talking, put, Jack. I'm gonna put that out there now because, talk- and people be like, "How you a Lakers fan?" You gotta realize, my dad, he's from Atlanta too, but at the same time, he grew up listening, looking at Magic, and so, you know what I'm saying, right, 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 James Worthy and all of them. Mm-hmm. So he's a fan of them. So you know that rubbed off on me at the same time, like. No, I wasn't there. I was there before Kobe. Like, Nick Van Ness, Eddie Jones. Like, Eddie Jones. Oh, damn, man. Come See, on, niggas man. don't know Eddie Jones was Kobe before. Eddie Jones was hard. Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones was Kobe before Kobe. 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 He was Eddie cool. Jones. Eddie Jones was cool. Was cool. Now, I'm not yeah, he played his role. I sound like I'm getting really excited because I'm a Laker fan. I'm not yeah. a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, LeBron's with the Lakers. See, I'm, I'm, I'm. You got a cap. Hey, hey, thank. I'm, I'm being honest right now. I'm a LeBron fan. Sip your water. Take your time. We win a ring. Sip more water. Look, not this year. What I'm trying to say, not this year. You know when LeBron came back with the Cavs, we ain't win the first year. When he went to Miami, we ain't win the first year. You know you got to take your time. I guarantee he's gonna bring a ring to the Lakers. How you feel about that? It's coming. That's how I feel. So we fast forward 2009. Mm -hmm. Now we working. 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Is that around the time you met Bankroll Fresh? Uh, nah. Crazy thing about it, I knew Trent since 2005. Because I'm DJing, uh, like I said, I was in a group mm-hmm. that hard. But at the same time, I'm on the east side. I'm DJing a high school party. He in a group called AFD. Mm-hmm. They had a song called Take It to the Park. And like Scream put it on his first mix CDs. That's how I got in touch with Scream. Like emailing him from the back of his mix CD. And we built a relationship out there. But... He had um, part of a group called AFD. Then they changed their name to Get Rich Click. So Get Rich Click got a song called Give Me That Work. Mm-hmm. Then one of the members, Montana, a dude named Luch Millions, and one of my partners named Dirty Red, they end up making the Bunny Hop. Luch and Montana end up having a falling out, so they take Luch and Dirty Red off, and they replace Trent or Bankroll and two more people on the song or whatever. So, you know, we all had a good relationship. At first, like, I got into a fight with them, actually, in one of my first. So it wasn't say, a good relationship. I mean, not. <laughs> it started not, off like that. <laughs> it wasn't because of him directly. It was somebody around him. Mm-hmm. Like, But after that, like, me and him, you know what I'm saying, still remain cool or whatever. Like, I used to go to the Libra $2 Tuesdays, run into him or whatever. And uh, we had a good friend by the name of Wallow. Wallow, um, recipes to Wallow. He was, you know what I'm saying, like a promoter on the east side or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he did, like, um. Like I said, he did $2 Tuesdays. He was one of the first people who I did a high school party for. He had a um, promotion company called Neighborhood Superstars. Right. His partner, Lowe, still runs or whatever. But um, I was DJing the club, Crump, me and DJ A+. And um, he hit A+, plus up, I want to say, and said, man, the boy Fresh got, he got a song, man. It's produced by Zaytoven. Woo, 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 woo. We DJing the club, Crump. We start playing on the whatever. It's called Yes, Sir. I noticed that he was linking with Zaytoven, and that intrigued me because I'm like, man, I'm like, he rap? Like, I didn't ever know him to be a rapper. He just used to be like the, the, the bankroll. Yeah, the homeboy yeah. just used to be around. Right. So after that, like, I heard him on, um, like, Gucci Man mixtapes, what's on him? Like, mm-hmm. we still cool. We still, you know what I'm saying, running in the same circles. But then, like, I hear more songs, and I'm like, bro, like, 
you need to rap for real, for real. And then, at the time, me and DJ Spins linking up, we put out Space Invaders 1. If you notice, um, I think it's like song number 19, but it says Young Fresh, if you think, K on the track made the beat. Yeah. After that, like, we getting a good response, and, like, he just keep recording, keep recording, but he one foot in the streets, one, one foot, foot out. Right. So, you know, after me and Spins just pay, basically, you know what I'm saying, just putting them on mixtapes, like, damn, like, it was like a wake-up call, like, bro, you need to do this shit, like, do it for real, for real, or whatever. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think we put out um, The Real Atlanta. We had a mixtape series or whatever, because he had... I think he owned like three or four Space Invaders, but we started mm -hmm. a new mixtape series, and he is the first two songs, uh, Come With It and Show Him How to Do It. So after that, it was like, bro, like, you need to do it. And he was like seeing like Migos, and uh, no, I don't want to name drop anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I ain't throwing nobody under the bus, but right, right. he was just seeing everybody else around him like skyrocket. So mm -hmm. he was like, bro, I got to do it. Like, mm -hmm. And then it went from him, you know what I'm saying, like pulling up to my house every day to us building like a real brother-to-brother -brother bond relationship. Like, uh -huh. you know, he knowing my son and, you know what I'm saying, my son being a, a, a fan of his music and all that. Yeah. So it, was, it just was natural. It wasn't nothing for us. So I remember you telling me this. A lot of people don't know, I don't think. But you basically helped curate Life of a Hot Boy 1, one and 2. And two. Legendary mixtape. Legendary mixtape. They came to me when I say they, um, uh, shout out to Martin, which was uh, Fresh's manager at the time, and Fresh, they came to me with the project I ready to put together. I listened to it, I'm like, uh, I rearranged it a little bit. I kind of let them do them because if you listen to Hot, Life of Hot Boy 1, it's, it's not mixed. Like, it sounds horrible quality-wise, but it right. got some good sound. So when I did Life of a Hot Boy 2, I did, like, the mixing part in my closet. That's crazy. Like, in the closet, I booked a week at Street X in the B room, like, getting, like, the, I mean, uh, in the A room, getting the songs mixed or whatever. Even, I was slick mad because this fool wouldn't pull up to none of the sessions. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about I'm in a, a week straight. Like, I think I had, like, 12 to 6 sessions, 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. Right. I'm talking about he coming up for, like, 5, 10 minutes. In and out. Leave. I'm like, nigga, I'm in here getting your songs mixed, bro. I ended up getting a couple songs mixed, and he was like, I don't like the way it sounds. Like, we're going to use the original version. It was around, matter of fact, my birthday. I'm in the studio. Matter of fact, I took a picture with him that night. I was like, bro, we got to take a picture of my birthday with the wood. I'm glad I did that because it was my last birthday with him. And uh, I don't know. I just caught a vibe that night because I did, like, if you listen to the um, DJ version, I did all the vocals for that mixtape that night on my birthday, like, from the, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's crazy. I don't know what I'm saying at one time. And when I do a mixtape, that's how I like to do it. Like, everything off the top of the head. I don't right. like to know what I'm saying. Like, right. oh, take days or weeks on a mixtape. Like, right. no, nah, I want to do it fresh. Yeah. Because what I think, what I might say, you know what I'm saying, might change. Like, yeah, I, my memory is fucking terrible, and I hate to put energy out there like that, but it is. Um, you have a really good memory because you know dates and you know, yeah. And my shit is very vague. Yeah, that's why I be saying things. I ain't from like Earth, has, man. It has to be. It has to be <laughs> certain for me. Certain things, like yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What's your most fond memory of a bankroll? Man, if I had to put it in one, I don't think I could, bro. Yeah. Like it's so many from. He was one of them people. Like I met him a few. I met him a few times. It was just more so in and out. Yeah. Uh, we had a show with him in. Uh, South Carolina. I was there. Uh, I was there. You was there. Yeah. You remember I that? That was I like one of the you. last yeah. shows. Like, yeah. It was, it was like, like a, at a hole in the wall. It was like across. It was Savannah, but it was like a, in South Carolina, like across the bridge or something like that. His memory's good. Yeah. Because I remember like that was, and I, and I remember like 
we performed before y'all, yeah. right? And y'all said jumped off the stage or something. Yeah. And we was like, yo, Bangro's trying to holler at you. And, then, and, and he came back. And, and shout out it was to some weird. It was right something weird as hell that it that happened. He didn't know he was on stage and Bankroll came on stage and I think maybe a couple it was a couple weeks later after that. Yeah. Matter of fact, like two or three months, cause I remember I ran in the youngster and I had on my street money hoodie and Lennox. He was like, Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. I'm sitting there like, man, what the hell this fool? Man? Yeah. I go up to him, he's like, hey, man, man tell Bankroll, man, we got to get in. Woo, 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 yeah. So I FaceTime him, like, man, look who I'm with. And then, but, you know, unfortunately, they ain't never get a chance to get in. But. Right, right. But before that, I remember um, having them come up to Nashville mm-hmm. and um, take up your trap movie, Just Drop. I buy what I want to buy, nigga. We supply who buy. Bank roll. And um, basically, the performing arts studio, um, they were interested in him showing the movie in for the school. Mm-hmm. So the TSU kids hype like they nothing never really happened like that as far as an artist coming showing a movie, and so everybody hype, everybody excited. So they come through the whole Street Egg team. Um, come to Nashville and just seeing him like I remember uh, Al basically saying uh, man he ain't I don't think he ever seen nothing like this and him yeah. and even Bank Road telling me he was like man this ain't I ain't never seen nothing like this like this this was dope mm-hmm. and then afterwards we had the interview which was cool right. and um, I remember in the interview talking about the because if you knew if you knew Bank Road you knew he had a certain lingo with all of them the whole crew yeah. like they had like a certain lingo so crazy, let's talk man. about this lingo because I remember talking. What did I call it? I um I called it a banktionary. I was and then you was like, oh, this hard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but basically yeah. because um don't give her no credit, bro. Yeah. Give me know. my credit. Give me my credit. Yeah, I got a sprinkle of credit. Thank you, credit. But I remember that I kept asking you like, because at that point nobody was saying cap. And I'm like, you know, Tank hit me with the man. That's cap or some cap. That's what the whole they crew was like cap. So I had to, I'm like, what is the cap? Where did the cap come from? Tell me about the cap. And Tank was like, nah, you just got to know. It can be good. It can be bad. And I'm like, look, man. I'm So with that being said, who invented the cap? First and foremost, I want to say people have been, been saying capping like forever. Like I want to put that out there. Like everybody has been saying capping. Like I was listening to old, um, I want to say a damn shame songs, and they might have said yeah. capping, you know what I'm saying, in, in the song. It's like 2000, 2001. So and I'm listening to somebody else like um I feel like it's different definitions though. Yeah, it's different definitions, but I wanna like people be like, Oh, we've been saying like, you know, like every mm-hmm. city been saying like been trying to claim capping or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's one of them things, you know, it just Everybody said it. It's everybody been saying it, but you know, I always tell people I spell cat with a K. And when I say no cat with a K, cause my cap ain't seeing none of y'all. Like if you get that, then you know, just break it down. Ain't like, seeing the, you're right, yeah, right. Ain't seeing none of y'all. No Spoken from King Cap. Yeah, yeah King Cap. K A P. Anyways, it capping can be good or bad. Like I might, I might greet you and I'd be like, "What's up, Cap?" Like I don't see people be like get offended. Like don't call me Cap. I'd be like, "Nah, bro." Like you know, capping can be good or bad. That's how I greet you. Like, right, right. like when people you know what I'm saying. I used to greet Bank World like, "What's up, Bob?" You know what I'm saying? Like around street money, like even now to this day, like certain people, I still greet, like, what's up, Bob? Like mm-hmm. DJ Spins, he'll greet me, like, what's up, Bob? Bob like, Cap. Yeah, and so, people call me Cap. So, what would make capping good? What's a good example of Cap? Okay, say for instance, you know, let's say. You can use me an example, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to see how I was going to use it. Yeah, <laughs> you already know you're going to be the I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, say, say for instance, you know, okay, 
you doing radio in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. You done came to Atlanta and capped your way on the radio in Atlanta. So you done worked your move. You done did something good. Mm-hmm. That's a good cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he might call me and be like, hey, Tank, these new Jays coming out. Ooh, do, ooh, do. I know you want them. I got them for you earlier for the retail price. That's a good cap. Because you capped in early. early. You still, you're right, right. Yeah, and he ain't boost that price on you, right? Yeah, right. He, ain't do the, he ain't reduce the price. Bad cap. You know, somebody lying. Or, you know, you might. Jazzy might hit me and be like, oh, yeah, I know Mike Epps in town this week. I'll get you backstage, VIP, me, <laughs> hey, stop all that. Yeah, all that. Yeah, that, that's the bad cap. That's the bad and cap. She, it, She'll the, do it. She don't come up with, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? She don't come through. That's the bad cap. So, you know, cabin can be good or bad, but you got to listen to, you know what I'm saying, like how the flow of the conversation. It. Yeah, right, right, right. All that, man. But with, with me, you never know, but most of the time when you hear capping with me, it's something good, man. Absolutely. You no, know, I'm always working my one too, man. Working my wounds. So after all these years, like, what inspire you now, though? Like, what what keep what keep Tank going? Like, it's just music, the love for man. Music. Yeah, the love yeah. for music. Like, I wake up in the morning. If you follow me on Instagram, like, the first thing you are gonna see is like a motivational cap. quote, and then like the fan, me playing. <laughs> you hear me say, I said cap. <laughs> nah, you ain't, gonna, you ain't gonna see the cap. The cap. I ain't gonna wake up capping, capping like that, <laughs> oh, <okay. man. laughs> But uh. It's just the passion for music, music man. Yeah. I always, you know what I'm saying, I like to see new artists, like, and then I listen to different genres, so it yeah. ain't just one type. Right, absolutely. It's just, you know what I'm saying, just hearing new people, hearing the new sound. What new artists you listen to? Who am I listening to new? Define new, because, you know, new. Well, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't on Like within the last two years. Yeah, last year. Let's say last year. I mean, people just got on the way, but I've been listening to The Baby for about a year. I've been on, ooh, we, I'm so glad you said that. I've been listening to The Baby for about a year. Baby what used it? to open up for us a lot. I know. Probably y'all too. I know. And it's like, dude has been working. He's always had that superstar power, but I, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, The Baby, um, somebody out of, of, of Atlanta, uh, shout out to Money Moo. He got a Money song Moo called Hiddenness. Who else am I listening to? It ain't too many new artists that I'm consistently listen, listening to. Like, I might, know what I'm saying, have a song or two that right, I listen to, right. but just out of projects, like, it ain't nobody that... Off the what was you listening home. to before you pulled up? My sister playlist, Real Atlanta playlist, old stuff. Okay. I actually pulled up Bumpy Rocco this morning. Hey, okay. Which one, though? This, this morning. morning. Oh, this morning. Yeah. See, like, when I woke up... Oh, that's what I do. See, with, with, with me doing radio, you know, I'm always... Like, I always try to play, like, the new, new stuff on the radio. But, like, when I'm in the car, like, I want to catch a whole different vibe. Like, right, right. Um, me and DJ Spins got a YouTube um, channel called The Cashmere Collective. Uh-huh. And it's um, based on lo-fi music. And if you don't know what lo-fi music is, it's basically, like, elevator. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. real smooth, like, jazz-type music. Right, right. So I might, you know what I'm saying, listen turn to jazz? that on. I might listen to everything. You listen to jazz? Everything, man. You got a jazz artist you listen to. Um, it can be it can be like old school. I'm gonna tell you I listen. I like I like I listen to a lot of Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis. Dizzy Gillespie, you know um, even Kenny G, man. Folk be Kenny sleeping G, on Kenny okay. G, and you know he just you knows the saxophonist. So yeah. you know I just yeah. whatever whatever type of mood I'm in, I, I might know what I'm saying. Like late night vibe, you know. You can always catch me listening. You know what I'm saying? So I'm slow. It might be from Key Sweat to there. You go, Pretty Ricky to whatever, man. I'm, I'm setting that mood for whatever, whatever. I'm about to do. So what's what's next for Tank? Man, I actually want to just take over the world, man. Take over Atlanta. Man. And is. when people say that, like, I really want to take over Atlanta as far as, like, on a radio-type level, as far as uh, on a, um executive um, label-type level. Because Absolutely. I feel like, you know, we are misrepresented 
because we don't have like a, a label, you know what I'm saying, headquarters down mm-hmm. here. And I feel like by the time, you know what I'm saying, the next two or three years, I'm gonna be ready for uh headquarters to be in Atlanta or you know what I'm saying, like yes, sir. to be, you know what I'm saying, like I guess a Southeast division rep or something like that. Mm-hmm. So That's you know, just just the it's just the latter, man. Hell yeah. You know, I always done had a passion for radio, so I, I like that I'm actually getting a chance to do that now. But, you know, of course you gotta think for the future. So So I know level. you've been on a roll with many, many artists. Mm-hmm. Um, share some of those road memories that you'll never forget. Travis Porter, man, that's the first I want to go to them first because Travis was wild. Like I did a um, tour with Mac Miller and uh, YG and Travis Porter. That was one of the craziest tours I ever been on. Cause you got to think, like at this time, it was rest Mac- in peace to Mac Miller. Yeah, rest in peace to the boy Mac. Mac, it was Mac's headlining tour, or whatever. But um, just being around Travis Porter, man, you, you know, you you're dealing with three different personalities. So it's y'all kinda- still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this cool. point, it's cool what, with everybody get used to naked, make it rain. It wasn't even, it was the A ladies' time. Oh, A ladies. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do okay, it. now, ladies. Yeah. If you know you bad, yeah. don't need no man got your own bands, put up your hands. They okay. just dropped their first album, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I'm catching that wave. Right. Um, See, I only can imagine that crowd, Mac Miller, like yeah. anything you tell that crowd to do, they going to. Do it. They gonna do it. Like, we used to we used to come out to um like um two live crew type ooh, songs or whatever. Those folks used to be going crazy. And dope. then uh even with Bankroll, man, I made a lot of money with Bankroll because yeah. he the type of artist we do a show then somebody might know what I'm saying reach out to him and ask for a feature. feature yeah. So after the show he know what I'm saying making another you no know, forty five hundred thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And then I'm not asking for nothing. He he go, bro. You know what I'm saying? For your time. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So Bank that's the way it's suppo- he, he right took there, care of his DJ. He right took there. care of his that's, DJ. And that's rare though. That's, <laughs> that's rare, rare that you man. see that. So that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then even with FLY, like man, FLY got something going on called the second floor mafia. Mm. And we made that famous in Tennessee. Like mm-hmm. that's dope. That's why I always got love for Tennessee from, yeah. from Cashville to Chattown to Knoxville. Like yeah, all that. Chad was slow, but it was fast when it came to Atlanta music. Yeah. But anything else outside of Atlanta was kind of slow. slow. Of course, they had Bankroll first. They had Rocco used to come there all the time. Yeah, Future. Chad used to book I remember a lot when X Rated was DJing for Future. And Future, I had did the club, and X Rated took my backpack. He didn't rent, he, they didn't jump in the car real quick. We had the same like backpack. backpack. He didn't took the wrong <laughs> backpack. So I had to, I had to call X Rated. Luckily, I got his number at the time. Yeah. You know, this is before all the internet stuff. So. I got his number at the time. I'm like, yo, bro, I think you took my backpack and That's pulled crazy. up on him in future at the at the at the, at the gas station. And uh, this is before future didn't even man. It was this is crazy. But me saying that just Chad had always been always yeah. Sound. Chat like we made a lot of money in Chat Town too. Just you know what I'm saying. Based on them being so Straight close up. to Atlanta, they Straight you know up. what I'm saying. Every weekend, you yeah, hop skipping and jump, you done. So now you getting flued out with Rich Homie Quan. Yeah, <laughs> man, you know I did a lot of shit to live Rich Homie, baby. Man. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I always love Quan just because he done took me around the world in a That's short dope. period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, how y'all relationship? We cool. Like, we got a real like like it's starting to get more personal. Yeah, but like we don't have like no. DJ, you know what I'm saying? No yeah. attitude issues or none of that. Like we we got a real vibe. Like we instantly, you know what I'm saying? Like 
That's almost like a requirement for you. You got a vibe. You got a vibe. With like, the artist. With me, anybody I'm working with, I don't care what we're doing. We mm -hmm. got a vibe. Like, mm -hmm. even me and you, like, if me and you didn't vibe, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do nothing with you. I, I can't get know. rid of them now. I don't yeah. even know how or we you. still doing this shit because we don't vibe at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't try to figure out how we. Y'all niggas love me. Y'all niggas love yeah, me. We are only friends. Though. Shout out to the boy Corn. Like, um, I'm going back to Abu Dhabi, Dubai with him. This is my third time hey, in the past two years. So. Yeah, it is. Man, I always got love for him. International cap. Yeah. International man. cap. International, man. You know, we everywhere with it. There it is. The King Cap EP is on the way. Hey. And um, that's going to be. Wait, so we back rapping? Um, the King Cap EP is on hey, the way. Hey, now. <laughs> you just got to see. You just got to see. You know, right. you might see some rapping. might see some producing. Okay. might see, you know what I'm saying, some DJ tracks on them. You're a musician. Yeah, musician. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an artiste. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sensitive about my shit. Okay. Hey, and, um. Space Invaders. I don't know if it's going to be an EP or album. Man, we've been waiting on it. At this point, y'all been saying you're going to drop it in a minute. Space Man, Invaders, just, don't know. If you, if you never heard of Space Invader mixtape, go back and listen to a go Space Invader mixtape. Yeah. Live mixtape, what, Dead Piff, Spinrilla, Mamas, what, all that? Yeah, all, all that, that. Keep dropping it out there Cause you never know We might pull a Beyonce And just Drop, drop it, it. Yeah. Okay That's, that's like the that. energy I'm feeling these days And um What else uh, Me and FLY Documentary called Undefeated Is basically Explaining like You know 10 years of swag surfing Cause okay. technically This is the Quote unquote 10th year of swag surfing. Damn For real 10 yeah. years So um People still doing it Weddings yeah. Birthday parties Stadiums it's crazy Different man. cultures Swag surfing Let me tell you something About swag surfing That we In the process of doing But I'm intrigued To know about Like we getting like The um, sound scan numbers now. Mm. Cause I don't know Like I be seeing like so many songs go gold and platinum nowadays. I be like, damn, I wonder, you know what I'm saying, what the numbers looking like Facts. about that. So Still. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, in the next couple of weeks, like we'll have the official numbers. I'm going to come mm -hmm. with a big ass plaque. And hey, I'm going to give myself a plaque. Can I, I get a plaque? Can I get a plaque? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Can somebody say, huh? I get a plaque? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a big old Falcons bird on it. I got you. Yeah. You know what? I got you. Here we go. We appreciate it, brother. What's your handles, man? Give everybody your handles. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Up. Follow me on that Twitter, DJ Pretty Boy Tank. Follow me on that IG, the only DJ Pretty Boy Tank. Follow my boy, man. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. DJ yeah. Pretty Boy Tank. Pretty Boy. Yeah, man. Yeah, this has been another cool episode with Jazzy and Facts on Wax. Facts.